Put your hands together for the Lord. You know, we, we could just stay there. We could just stay there because as much as I am a preacher, a song like that is the declaration of everything preaching is teaching us to do. That's all. It's when, whenever there is preaching, it is an attempt to remind and to lead us to the facts that have just been pointed out in the lyrics of the song. Amen. Only he is holy. Only he is righteous. And God rules in the affairs of man. Put your hands together for the Lord one more time. Amen. Let's honor the life of our Papa, the Archbishop. Hallelujah. Not forgetting Reverend Kufour. Reverend Eddie Kufour, please put your hands together. worth honor. Amen. Just stay up on your feet. I want you to put on the screen Genesis chapter 27. Um, we could read from verse 38. Genesis chapter 27 from verse 38. Yesterday I was here briefly. I was asked to um, do a prayer. And um, there was something the Lord put on my in my spirit. And because it hasn't lifted I will just share the same thing with you so we can pray. Is that a good thing? Amen. It's still there, so let's deal with it. And Esau said unto his father, Has thou but one blessing? Somebody say one blessing. But I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them he's not a one blessing God. Can we do something? Kairos, Koros, can you please move this way just so we can have an interaction? But as they do that, say, tell your neighbor, he's not a one-blessing God. And tell somebody, he's a multiple-blessing God. Oh, I'm not hearing you. Tell somebody, he's, he's a multiple-blessing God. Oh, it's not good enough. I thought I was in a young people's church. Tell somebody, he's a multiple-blessing God. I, I will try one more time. Tell somebody, he's a multiple-blessing God. Amen. Then tell another person, he's a limitless blessing God. Tell somebody, he's a boundaryless blessing God. Amen. Do you believe that? He doesn't have just one blessing, not two. In fact, even if you know about all the blessings people have experienced in the world, he has the power to create a new one. Amen. So his blessings are boundaryless, limitless. Nothing can stop the Lord from blessing us. Amen? Now, but go back to the scripture. Go back to the scripture and watch this. But Esau, I'm not going to go to what the incident before this, but I'm sure we all know it, that Esau believed, I'm pointing something out to you, Esau believed that Jacob took his blessing. Was that true or not? But it was a lie. Because according to God's original plan, the blessing was not even his. 
it was his father who in his humanity thought that Esau should be the one who got the blessing. His father in his humanity thought that Esau should have the blessing. And we pray tonight, today, in the name of Jesus, that any human error that has affected us, as a matter of fact, change the course of our destinies that the error will be corrected. Oh, are you here? Let the error be corrected. Oh, I'm not here to preach rebellion, but how many of you know that fathers can make mistakes? How many of you know that leaders can make mistakes? Because they are human. I was sitting in service today and Archbishop was preaching and he went to Daniel chapter 1. Go to Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1. Let's read from verse 1 to 4. I'll show you something. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into the, his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. Verse 3, And the king spake unto Aspenas, the master of the eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes. Look at verse 4. Children in whom, somebody say purity. Look at this. Even the heathen understood that the best wisdom is pure wisdom. And, and listen to me very carefully. I don't know how you've been spoken down to, how you've been looked down on, how you've been undermined. But I want to tell you something right now. That the purest form of wisdom in the world is the wisdom of the young. The wisdom of the young. Listen, listen to me. The purest form, I'll say it again, of wisdom is not the experience of the, is not the wisdom of the experienced. And check your scripture very carefully. And that is why a lot of times God will bypass the experience and use the ones who will not filter his wisdom by experience. Is somebody here? So if you are not careful, you will be told down and made to feel that your wisdom is not essential. But the best and purest form of wisdom anywhere in the world is the wisdom of the inexperienced. And I'm not talking about somebody who has just cooked up something in their mind. I'm talking about somebody who has received a word from God and expressing it in wisdom. Jesus started speaking wisdom at 12 years old. And it was the purest form of wisdom ever. So I don't know how you see yourself, but now more than later, you have the capacity to be a vessel of God's wisdom. Did you hear that? I said now more than later. Because you are purer now than you will be tomorrow. Or is somebody listening to me? You are purer today than you will be tomorrow. By the time you go through tonight and you see some things on Instagram or somebody tells you one or two things, you have been further contaminated. So the you today is the you that should be working for the Lord, not the you tomorrow. Because the older you get, the more chances there are of your, your knowledge of God being mixed with the experience of life. Amen? Are we saying that experience is not relevant? No, that's not what we are saying. But I'm saying when it comes to the wisdom of God, it is better spoken through a pure vessel. 
One that is not confused about what God is saying because I don't know anything apart from what God is saying. You know, I, 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 when I preach, I preach freely because my doctrine is not mixed with Bible school. I'm not saying Bible school is wrong. There is nothing that I speak that any man can say I learned from them, specifically when I'm preaching. Yes, I am anointed and mantled by my father, the Archbishop, but when I speak in God's word, it is coming from a place of purity. Because I don't know anything else apart from what he's telling me. Now watch this. Some of us, am, am I preaching? I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just, I guess I'm just edifying. Now some of us seem to think that you need to walk through certain things to become certain people. But you don't need to walk through anything to become somebody. You just need to know God, believe him, and be available to him. Because you see, the Bible does not teach us about the experiences of Solomon. But Solomon was, is, and will ever be the wisest man to have ever lived. So the Bible doesn't show us that Solomon went through this and went through that. And because of that, he became a wise man. No. All we see is the appearance of Solomon asking God that everything I would ever need is available. What I ask of you is the wisdom to be able to govern and govern well. And the Bible says wisdom was given to him without a struggle. Then the Bible said the other day, if anybody lacks wisdom, anybody, not the aged, not the young, if anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask it of the Lord. So wisdom does not come, or the wisdom of God, let me be correct, the wisdom of God does not come experientially. Tell somebody you are wise. You don't have to be great to be called wise. And you have to stop being timid about the wisdom of God that is given to you. Stop being timid. Stop being timid. There are kings that ruled when they were nine years old. What are you doing? Nine years old, they were ruling God's chosen nation, Israel. They weren't just ruling some mere Pakistani, some... No! At nine, they were entrusted because the people believe that the wisdom to govern them is not in the age of the man, but it is in God's plan and agenda. And if it has fallen on that man to be king at that time, then God will guide that man to rule. Is somebody here? So I'm just saying this to encourage you and to tell you to be more zealous for the law. Let no man despise your wisdom. Huh? It was said to Timothy, do not allow any man to despise your youth. One thing I will not permit is for any man to despise my youth. Amen? And if you don't want your youth to despise, what do you do? You study to show yourself approved. Because your knowledge, what you carry, what you are able to speak and bear forth, is what would determine whether men approve of you or disapprove of you. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. I, I, I don't know why I went that route, but let me go back on course. But I'm just trying to tell you something here. Do not allow yourself to be despised. The wisdom of the young is the purest form. There is no wisdom like the wisdom of the young. A man that is born, some people say that, oh, you haven't been through anything in life. I don't need to be through anything in life to have the wisdom of God. 
Before Jesus was born, he says the spirit of wisdom will be upon him. The one that I love the most, he says the spirit of counsel. That counsel, it simply means advice. It means that without even, and I realized that that gift was working in my life. And sometimes people will question it because they say, how can you advise me on something that you haven't been through? I can advise you because there is a spirit at work in me that knows all things. I don't have to have, you see, every preacher, every preacher wants to talk about how they used to be in the world and how they did this and did that and did that and did that and did that. And so they have now the capacity to be able to, no, I don't need to have been through all that. Now I've been through all that, but that's not my message. Your, your message does not have to come from your mess. It's, a, it's, not, it's not true. And we tell people, well, your mess, your mess will give, it's not true. The message comes from God. The message comes from where? It doesn't come from your mess. Stop preaching your mess. Because how you recover from your mess is not how somebody else will recover. So you can't preach your mess. The prerogative is God's to decide what happens to a man. Is somebody here? Put your hands together for the Lord. I'm trying to speak to you to get you to know that you too can raise the dead. You too can do miracles. You too can pray for a revival. The, the, the revival is not for the preacher to preach about. The revival doesn't happen to have to happen because the preacher raised a prayer. A revival can happen because a group of young people have become tired of systems of church. And they need a manifestation of God. That's when a revival will happen. Not because a preacher has called for it. Is somebody here? Don't despise your own wisdom. Don't despise the gift of God that is in you. Amen. That said, let's go back to our scripture. Perhaps I could say one or two things before we leave. No, let's go back to, you can read this one yourself. So there were young men, some, some versions of scripture actually said, it, it refers to them as boys. When they were called, he said, bring me the Hebrew boys, boys, they weren't men. Huh? Boys. Boys. I, I, we need, actually need to do some research to find out what age Daniel was when he became a governor. You know, because... It is easy for you to be despised. But anywhere you have been despised after this service, may you be recognized. Any gift of God in you that has been put aside, undermined, overlooked, after today, let it not be overlooked anymore. Oh, are you here? I thought your amen would be louder. You see, don't give me that timid response. I said, any gift of God in your life that has been overlooked, that has not seen relevance, after today, in the name of Jesus, let it make an appearance. Let it emerge. Let it become relevant to your community. Let that gift arise and shine. Amen. Let's go back to the scripture. I just want to share it with you quickly. Let's pray. In um, Genesis chapter 27. And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing? My father, bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Isaac, 
his father answered and said unto him, Behold, somebody say, Thy dwelling. What is a dwelling? What is a dwelling? Where you, exactly. Oh, I'm not hearing the rest of you. What is a dwelling? Oh, don't look at me like that. I mean, let's talk. What is a dwelling? I want to know that I'm speaking to some young people. What is a dwelling? What is a dwelling? Your house. So what? Where you, where you stay, where you live, right? Okay. So mark that word dwelling. Then it says your dwelling shall be what? The, the what? The what? Okay, so mark two words, dwelling and fatness. Now, that word fatness means abundance. It also means without limits or without restriction. But to emphasize what I'm going to preach, I'll just give you the meaning of the word in this context now. That word fatness, I discovered from my personal study that it actually means oil deposits. Somebody say oil deposits. You know what an oil deposit is? Uh-huh. All this tallow and them, they are here because of oil deposits. Okay, so watch this. Here's what I'm trying to teach somebody today. We, we have a generation that follows trends. Amen? All of us, some way, somehow, we follow trends. Even in church, some way, somehow, we have to kind of, you know, manipulate our systems, everything to kind of follow a trend. A trend. Now, if you follow a trend, it means you have seen the outcome of the trend. And you are also looking for the outcome of that trend. Is somebody here? Whatever you follow, that has, when you follow a mentor, you've seen the outcome of that mentor. And you want what that mentor has. Is somebody here? But, Going back to the previous verse, Esau said, do you have but one blessing? Is there only one outcome? There is not. Because there are many outcomes. And you have to understand that the Bible says, grace is given to each and every one of us according to our calling. So our callings are different. What we are supposed to do, where we are supposed to go, who we are supposed to have in our lives as friends, all of that, it is different one from the other. And we are at this season in our lives where if you are not careful, you will follow a trend into destruction. So you can become depressed because the trend says that after high school, you should end up in a university. But is the university the only gateway God has set for success? Is somebody here? Is that the only gateway to a divine outcome? So many of us, we are depressed by what we think we should be partakers of. What we think we should be included in, that we are not included in. Because we feel that it is that inclusion that will determine our outcome. It is a lie. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard, because anytime we talk about Esau, we only talk about the negative part of Esau. But Esau did something, for me, is a message. It's a big message. Now, watch what he says. It says, thy dwelling shall be what? The fatness of the earth. And what? The dew of what? Do you, mean, do you know what this means? When it came to Esau, he said, it is God's to provide for you. 
I don't know if you're hearing it. Because all along, we've always heard that Jacob was blessed. Esau was not blessed. But this was a blessing that was put within his power. So sometimes, blessings may not necessarily be conferred upon you, but blessings are available to you as windows of opportunity. And you have to take advantage of them. But if you follow a trend, you may miss a blessing. So I pray that nobody here is following a trend to miss a blessing. Amen? Everybody is a blogger, so you too you have to be a blogger. Everybody now has some, uh, 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 um, what do you call it? Uh, 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 um, some preaching sites. So it does, you don't have to do that. People have been telling me, uh, well, very soon I might do it. People keep telling me, why don't you start a YouTube channel? Do this? You see, I, the thing is not yet in my spirit. And I can't go and stand there and not have a word and pretend that I have a word. I can't do it. It's not yet in my spirit. When it hits my spirit, it will move me to do it. You have to know what you are called and separated to do and leave the rest for those who are called and separated to do it, to do it. Amen. So he said, and the dew of heaven above. Now watch this. Verse 40. Then he says, and by thy sword shalt thou live and shall serve thy brother. But let me read it this way. Your blessing is the dwelling or your dwelling is the fatness of the earth and the dew of heaven from above. But knowing you, you will pursue your brother. Because he has something you believe is yours. And because you are pursuing him, you are his servant. Because you have a mindset that seems to think that the only blessing available is the one that has been given to him. So you are pursuing him to take it away from him. Not knowing that you have been given the oil deposits. And it is true of Esau. Because all the descendants of Esau are the ones we found, find in the Saudi Arabias. Where they stayed is where the oil deposits are. So it was a prophecy. So when God said to, when, when his father said to him, yours is the oil deposit, he may not have understood it. But today me, I understand it. Because indeed, the oil deposits that were meant for him have been made manifest. Is somebody here? I need four people to just come forward. Just four people. Quickly, I want to show you something. Thank you. Avina, you stand right here. So, Avina is the oil deposit. You come here. And this, what's your name? Stephanie. Stephanie, I'm sorry. May you be an oil deposit in the name of Jesus. So, Stephanie, when you, when you study your Bible, you, re, you realize that the blessing of Jacob was corn and wine. It's so sad. Study, I, we don't have time to go, go, go into it right now. But he said, I have blessed him with corn and wine. And I have made all his brethren his servants. You don't have to even be served to be blessed. Though. You have to understand that. So, Stephanie is representing corn and wine, which simply is sustenance. Okay? But... Here is Esau. Here is Jacob. <laughs> so when their father was blessing them, as for him, he loved 
Esau more than he loved Jacob. Again, because as human as he was, Esau was speaking to his personal need, not to God's needs. Check your Bible very carefully. The Bible says that he loved Esau because Esau brought him bush meat. Oh, is somebody here? So because Esau satisfied his human desire, not godly desire, he preferred Esau above Jacob who satisfied a godly desire which was not necessarily his desire. Because the Bible says that he, Jacob was a simple man. He stayed in tents. He simply stayed out of trouble. When you read it, it sounds as though uh, uh, maybe he was timid. Or, no, 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 no. But he's just a man who stayed out of trouble. And as a matter of fact, Esau went ahead and broke God's rules and married women that they were specifically told not to worry. And, 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 and his father and the mother were grieved by it. But it was still not enough to stop the father from saying, perhaps the blessing is not for him, the blessing is for Jacob. Even though he hurt his father, his father said, well, he's hurt me, but as long as he still brings me bush meat, I'm okay. So sometimes you have to be careful of what you are trying to satisfy. So let me go here. So Esau believes that corn and wine is now in Jacob's possession. And he believes that that is the only possession or blessing his father can give. So he asks his father, is there, is there only one? I want to know so I can decide if I am to chase him to collect it or something. So his father says, well, here's what I can tell you. As for you, you will live under divine providence. God will be the one that determines what you get and what you don't get. But it's up to you to be in compliance to him. Because as far as I know, you have not been in compliance and that is what has brought you into the state you are in. But if you can change and repent and come into compliance, you will be blessed. That is the message his father was sending to him. It wasn't clear then. So Jacob begins to move towards his corn and wine. And then Esau decides, you know what? The blessing is with him. Now don't forget that oil deposit is right here. Huh? The dew of heaven, which is divine helpers and favor, coming to him not because of anything he has done, but simply because God has decided to. It's all here. But out of envy and anger, he decides that where Jacob is going is where he's going to go to kill him. So the further he pursues or follows the trend, Jacob, the further he pursues or follows that one alone blessing he thinks exists, the further away he's moving from his oil deposit. Now, in, 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 in our lives, we call it peer pressure. But in the scriptures, it is called a yoke. Because a yoke drags you along with it. Whether it is by sex or by your own mindset, you can be yoked. You can be yoked because you are following somebody who has gotten something and you think that that is what you should also have when God has something else in store for you. And it is a problem of our generation. So how do you deal with that? You really have to pray. The Bible says, dearly beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Then the Bible talks about edification. That word edification means to inform. 
informed, to have the right or the proper information. So when you pray, you are supposed to come into this place where you have an inner sight. Sometimes you may not have an inner sight of what God has in store for you. Your inner sight may even be what God does not have in store for you. Is that clear? Sometimes you know what God doesn't want for you, but you don't know what he wants for you. If that is your case, stay away from what you don't know he doesn't want for you. Because as you stay away from what he doesn't want for you, you will find what he wants for you. And if yours, by divine insight, is what he has in store for you, then pursue and follow what he has for you. But do not pursue what is another's. Do not pursue another person's career because it looks good. Find yours. Do not pursue another person's school because it looks good. Find yours. There are people who have ended up in schools. I know many because their girlfriends went there. You had to go to the same school with your girlfriend. Yes, our boy, Bibet Geno. You, you should have gone to tech. The course you want to offer, you know it is tech you should have gone to. But you are following her to Legon because you know that some level 300 guy. Two years down the line, at the end of the day, you have wasted. Oh my goodness. I, and here's my prayer simple. Simply, I don't know why this word, but too many of us are depressed, sad. I mean, we, we are in a bad place simply because we don't know what God has for us or we are pursuing what God has given to another person. Whenever you do that, you have been bound by the yoke of that person. So today, in the name of Jesus, any yoke that has bound you, bound you in the area of your education, even your choice of friends, because that is very relevant to where all these things are very relevant when it comes to where you are going to get to in the future. It is very important. These decisions are important as it pertains to your destiny. If you miss one, you put yourself in a cycle of wasted time. Oh my goodness. But today, in the name of Jesus, any yoke you have been trapped in by the mercies of God, let that yoke be broken. Any trend that you are following and pursuing that is not beneficial to God's plan and agenda for your life, in the name of Jesus, may you have the courage to break away from it. In the name of Jesus, anywhere you find yourself that you shouldn't be, that is a waste of your time, right now in the name of Jesus, let there be a divine shift. 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 Let there be a divine. Let there be a divine shift. Whatever decisions you have made and will make as a young man or a young woman, I pray that you will make these decisions by divine intelligence. I pray that you will make these decisions by the wisdom of God. I pray that you will not abandon your oil deposits. I pray that you will not abandon your divine providence. I pray that you will not abandon your divine supply. I pray that you will not abandon that abandonment.
abundance that God has in store for you only to pursue that which is sufficient unto a day today in the name of Jesus let that manipulation be overturned you may take your seats so as Christians not you the rest of you just stand I'm just saying they should go back to their seat we're just going to pray so most of us Christians we want what the world has and in order to get what the world has then you've got to do what the world does is somebody here in order to get what the world has you have to do what the world does yet there is an oil deposit for us if we do what we ought to do as Christians Ooh. there's an oil deposit but we've left our oil deposit for corn and for wine we've left our oil deposit for daily satisfaction <laughs> may you not abandon your oil deposit oh you didn't hear me may you not abandon your oil deposits 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 if you believe it shall yes so by the time Jacob came back he thought that his brother would still be after him his brother had forgotten because it got to a point when he got tired of pursuing his brother and when he stopped pursuing his brother he stopped being his servant anybody you are jealous of you are their servant anyone you envy you are their servant Anyone who is able to provoke you to anger, the moment you, you are provoked to anger, you become their servant. It means that their actions determine your reaction. So anything that is able to get a reaction out of you is a master to you. So by the time Jacob got back, Esau decided, I won't let this guy be my master no more. I will not let him be my master no more. He heard of his brother coming with 400 horsemen. Now, I don't have the time to, I wish we could have gone through the scripture. Then we hear Jacob begin to call the name of Esau, Lord, 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 Lord. Many times, Jacob was calling Esau, Lord. You know why he called Esau, Lord? Esau stopped following the trend. Esau decided I'm not pursuing him anymore. Esau decided that, you know what? It is not just one blessing. There are many, many, many blessings. There are multiple blessings. There are different ways and strategies through which God can bless me. All I need to do is to be in compliance. The other day, the Bible said that if you are willing and obedient, then you shall eat the good of the land. Esau decided my father gave it to him, whether he stole it or it belongs to him originally, it is his. Let me find what is mine. When he found what was his, God blessed him. Now watch this. Not only that, Jacob arrives on the scene. He calls his brother Lord. And he tells his brother, J Jacob promised God. Watch, look at this interesting thing. Jacob promises God that if you take me and bring me back safely, I will give a tenth of what I get to you. The tithe, the first. When Jacob returned, he gave his tithe to Esau. If you study your Bible, you see it. He didn't give his tithe to God. He gave his tithe to his fear. That's another message for another day. Because that's what you do. You give your tithe to your fear. You give it to your bill. You give it to... That's, that's Esau. 
So he gave his tithe to what he was afraid of. And he bowed before his brother and called him Lord. He called him Lord. It was not supposed to be like that in the first place. But you know what? Esau's father said to him, when you become tired, you will break the yoke. And Esau broke the yoke. I said what? Esau did what? He broke the yoke. Esau did what? Now all these countries with the oil deposits, when you take loans in these countries, you don't pay interest. But among Christians, we pay interest. It's not even supposed to be so. Scripturally, it is wrong. Check your Bible. Because they are living in what? The actions of their father Esau. He broke the yoke. And I'm praying for you that any yoke of limitation and restriction over your life, anywhere you have been bound because of the way you perceive, the way you think, because of any trend you are in pursuit of, Right now, in the name of Jesus, let that you break. Oh, let that you break. 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 Say every yoke over my decisions, my actions. Say right now, every demonic yoke. That is influencing my choices, my decisions, and my actions. I break the yoke. 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 I'll share something with you, and then we'll be done. Papa sent us to the US. I didn't know that we were going to pastor a church. So we ended up pastoring a church. And the only thing I was used to at that time, which I thought by the trend was very powerful, was prophetic and deliverance. So when he handed the church over to us, I started doing prophetic and deliverance every service. Every single service. Prophetic and deliverance. Oh, and the numbers were growing. Because I saw you are there. People like it. Oh, Sunday after Sunday, carry a bottle of water, plash it. Everybody's on the floor. It's exciting. And the church had been there for many years. But we literally had to break the wall into the balcony to accommodate the people. Because of what? Prophetic and deliverance. It's a trend. It's a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a trend. But it wasn't for me. You, you, listen, you have to walk according to what God has in store for you. So I did it. Then my wife was seven to eight months pregnant. But before then, I had begun to hear when I'm studying, teach, teach. I said to myself, teach what? In America? In America, me teach. The only thing I have that is different from them is this one. Because I believe that was what I was supposed to pursue. That is what will bring the numbers. That is what will make me look good. That is what will make me look anointed. And I was getting congratulations and it was nice. And the Lord said, teach, 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 teach. I will hear it all the time. And one day I said, I, I decided I will not do it. I will go to church, do prophetic and deliverance. People will be healed. 
You see, you can disobey God and still have testimonies. So. <laughs> because testimonies are an act of God's mercy. Testimonies, we, we don't work for testimony. We don't work for miracles. They are God's mercy. They are acts of God's mercy. So you can be wrong and still receive a miracle. But at the same time, you can receive a miracle right now. And if the trumpet were to blow, you will go to hell. Because the miracle is not a key into heaven. Is somebody here? And the miracle does not validate you as a Christian. It's simply an act of God's mercy. And he does them to restore things into alignment. Amen. So, Rev, I decided I will not listen. Me, teach, for people to leave. I won't do it. Because people were coming from different churches. They were there. And the testimonies were good. Our car park became so full that police had to start coming to... After a certain number of, in America, when your gatherings exceed a certain number, you need police presence. So the police started coming around, you know, for a few weeks. I was studying the scriptures one day and I chanced on Isaiah chapter 4 from verse 6 to 9. Then I chanced on this verse where it says that, as they increase, so did they forget my word. Therefore, I will forget their children. My wife was pregnant, about to give birth. He said, it's not that what you are doing is wrong or is unbeneficial to the kingdom, but that is not what I have called you to do. So I decided when the word hit me that I would go and teach. And when I started teaching, they started leaving. When I started teaching, the people started leaving. And when they started leaving, I was provoked to go back to prophetic and deliverance. But you know what? I had to leave the U.S., come here to realize and acknowledge what it is God had called me to do. And today, I don't regret it. Because if I had pursued that trend, I would have pursued it into destruction. What am I saying? Everybody has a calling. Everybody has a peculiar gift. Everyone has a peculiar anointing. Follow what God has given to you and leave what has been given to others unto others. So today, any yoke that you have been bound with, because if you are in the wrong place today, you won't know it until 40 years later. That's the painful part about regrets. You don't regret now. You regret when it's too late. If you are in the wrong relationship today, you, you won't know now. It may be 10 years later, 20 years later, before you find out, I shouldn't have. But I pray today that anything that is going to bring you future distraction, that the Lord will pull you out in the name of Jesus. Any future distraction that is awaiting you because of any choice or decision you have made, right now in the name of Jesus, may you be pulled out. 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 May you be pulled out in the name of Jesus. May you have right counsel. May you have divine guidance. May the enemy not manipulate you by frustrating you. Let no frustration cause you to make any decision that is not in line with God's plan and agenda for your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, 
let your choices and decisions let them come under the influence of the Holy Ghost let them come under the influence of the Holy Ghost let them come under the influence of the Holy Ghost let them come under the influence of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus and every trend that we pursue even as a church individually collectively that is not a part of God's plan and agenda for us that is a waste of our time in the name of Jesus let the Lord sanctify us of that trend we declare that we are delivered from the power of that trend we are delivered from the power of that influence in the name of Jesus it's a trend in the name of Jesus may you be delivered if you want a Christian man, find a Christian man. Don't, don't, you can't mix the two. You can't eat your cake and have it. Stop this thing where you want a, a little worldliness. It's, it's, there is not, I say to people all the time, there is something we call street smarts. And it's become a word in the church where we talk about, oh, you got to be. There is nothing street smart, smart about being a Christian. You have to be a fool. Nobody was smarter than Jesus. But he acted more a fool than everybody else. So you take what has been given you for the purposes for which it was given you and leave everything else because you can't be in the two. Jesus said, I wish that you were cold or hot. But because you are lukewarm, I will spew you out. In other words, if you were cold, I would have even saved you. Huh? If I know you to be a sinner, I will save you. If I know you to be righteous, I will help you. But because you play both sides... I don't even want anything to have to do with you. I pray that that will not be your story. I pray that that will not be said of you. I pray that you will not be called a hypocrite. I pray that you will not be spilled out. I pray in the name of Jesus that the Lord will show you mercy and he will restore you to the path that he has set and designated for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just lift up your hands. Open your mouth and just begin to pray. That, Father, every error in my life right now in the name of Jesus, let it be corrected. Restore me into the paths where I should be that I may arrive at the right destination. In the name of Jesus, just lift up your voice and pray. Thank you for listening to this week's message on the Next Generation Church Podcast. We pray that this word you've received will bless you, increase your faith in God, and enhance your spiritual growth. We encourage you not only to subscribe to this podcast, but to subscribe to our YouTube channel at NextGen Church. We would also like to hear from you. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Church with NXG. God bless you. If you say we believe.